Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, just a quick update for you all before we get into our recap on some of the things that we've got planned for you all to hear really soon. Uh, no spoilers, but I reckon we're getting towards the end game of this uh, current Call of Cthulhu storyline, so I'm happy to announce that following this story, uh, as I've alluded to in one of my previous intros, we're going to be playing a very special two-part High Seas D&D adventure with the cast of Curse of Penance, uh, set once again in our homebrew D&D setting of Valana, uh, as all of our D&D stories are. Um, following that, we're planning something a little different. Uh, to coincide, uh, well, hopefully, schedules permitting, uh, with the release of Season 3 of Stranger Things on Netflix at the start of July, uh, we're going to be playing Things from the Flood uh, from Free League and Modifius. Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing this on the podcast. Uh, it was a plan from the beginning of Pretending with Dice to play uh, Tales from the Loop at some point, uh, which we haven't gotten around to. Um, but with the release of Things from the Flood, uh, which is kind of the sequel to that game, um, now seem like a great time. Uh, I have more details to share uh, on that as we get closer to it, uh, but we're really excited to debut that new storyline for you all. Uh, after Things from the Flood, uh, we're going to be returning to a galaxy far, far away for the second season of our Star Wars story, Tempest Squadron. Uh, those of you who listened to the first season last year uh, will know that we put in a little bit of extra work getting all of our NPCs fully voiced, uh, full soundtrack and sound effects and everything. Um, and really just uh, try to present it all in a bit closer to a kind of audio drama sort of format. Uh, we're totally planning on doing that again for season two, and uh, I just can't wait for you all to hear uh, what we have in store for you. We'll be announcing more plans as the year goes on, and I really hope you'll all stick with us uh, as it does. Uh, it promises to be some really exciting stuff. All right then, uh, let's quickly recap what happened in our last episode. Hoping to take their minds off of the disturbing things which they had witnessed so far in the town of Twynham-on-Sea, our investigators were attending a performance of Shakespeare's The Tempest, in which Alistair's family friend Abraham was starring. They found themselves transfixed and unsettled in equal measures by the performance and manner of the actor playing the role of Caliban. Uh, as the interval ended, however, and the performance was set to resume, the crowd was horrified to see a dead body falling from the rafters above the stage. Uh, most of the audience fled the theatre, but Alistair, Madame Sway and Barnard stayed to investigate. The body was quickly identified as one of the stagehands, a young man named James, who had been missing for a couple of days. It was also obvious that he had suffered a similar wound to his abdomen as the church verger who had been found murdered previously. Uh, some questions were asked, uh, the gantry above the stage was examined, and finally Barnard went to make sure that the authorities were being summoned. That is pretty much where we left off, uh, so without any further ado, let's begin today's episode. Enjoy. Okay, so let's go back to Madame Sway then. So Alistair heads up the ladder, Barnard makes his way back through the, the building. 
and you uh, head onto the stage where the majority of the remaining people in the building seem to be. Okay. And we're just going to... Space just going to approach one of the the one the actors on the fringe of like the group because it's easier to go to the one that's on the outside to mm-hmm. pull them away. Um, I'm very sorry about your um, your uh, your colleague. It's, it's terrible news. Oh yeah, that'd be Miss. You recognise the guy who played the the bosun in the um, oh. the opening bit. Ah, you're the bosun. Oh no, um, my name's Ted. Oh, is your name Ted? I only play the person. Did you know? Did you know your, him very well? Was he with the company long? No, oh, we'd only been around this season, I think. Uh, Local lad, then. Oh yeah. Oh, poor mother. Oh, I suppose someone better. Well, someone's gonna have to tell her. Oh. Probably not me, though. Yeah. No, was was he close with a lot of people, or? Uh, well. I, had a, I think he had a bit of a reputation chasing the women and, and whatnot, you know. Um, ah, but all the young men do, I suppose. Uh, uh, I shouldn't be laughing, but uh, boys will be boys. No, exactly. It's, a, it's, the, it's the 30s, that's not problematic yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so who was he close with in the company then? But his friends must be feeling it something rotten. Well, uh, I think the director brought him on. Um, God's friend with the other uh, other uh, stagehands. They, they they all stick together, go to the pub and whatnot together. I think. Um, but yeah, we we all mostly know each other quite well. I just uh, never really talked to the boy that much. Who was the last to see him? Where where is he? I know he'd been missing. Or do I know that? I'm assuming I'm going to know that. Um, I'm assuming it, Arthur. Yeah. Well, when the when the body first fell, the director kind of ran to the stage and she said, um, he's been missing. It's James. He's been missing since yesterday. Oh. So you could probably surmise that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so who was the last one to see him? I know I know he's been missing since yesterday, but... Well, uh, we, had, uh, we had rehearsal a couple of nights ago. He was definitely at that. Um... Let me think, let me think. I think he was, uh, he was maybe staying late to help, uh, help pack things up, actually, now come to save it, so, uh, we, we rehearsing till, uh, till about eight, nine o'clock, I think, and, uh, he would have still been around after we left, I think, I, so I, I can't say for sure who saw him last, but... And I'm assuming it'd be the director that would lock the doors at the evening before go heading home. Well, stagehands, yeah, a few of us got keys. Oh. And of course, there's the, uh, the, the lad at the front sells tickets, he's got a key as well. So, plenty of. plenty of people come in and out. <laughs> usual. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, usual. Um, Normally opens up at. Uh, well, it opens up about 9 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, well, of course, side door. Side doors open about ten. Was that the same time that Sway? You were there a little earlier. The last time I was there earlier, and that door was open, wasn't I? You were. Ooh. On what day was this um, rehearsal? The, you would have gone in there the the morning after this supposed last rehearsal where they saw him. Oh, so it could have been left open the night before. 
Hey, when that, they had their rehearsal. That, that's a possibility. Oh. Sway's, like, putting these pieces together and going and coming up with cheese. <laughs> you do remember hearing noise of somebody above when you dropped your letter off. This, this is what I'm thinking as well. She's <laughs> just like, it's entirely, she's like, did I disrupt, did I just disturb the, the hiding of the body? Was that maybe me because of me? Oh, oh dear. Did he say he was going to meet anybody that night? Like his friends down at the pub? Uh, well, I couldn't rightly say. I didn't, didn't really uh, say we had a couple of conversations, but um, don't really recall him saying uh, had any plans that night. Otherwise, uh, you know, he probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have hung around himself. That's true. All right, I I hope I hope her, his mother is is well comforted. Um, thank you for your time. All right. Um, and she's just gonna like walk away thinking on this information of the, the possibility that possibilities ah <laughs> okay um are you so are you are you kind of you're just sort of standing to one side then kind of putting yeah i'm gonna p- collect her thoughts a little bit okay can i get just a general intelligence check from you while you're there presuming okay. you're you kind of just generally kind yeah, of looking she, around while you're there as well. Yeah, she's observing like the interactions with them because I'm imagining that an awful lot of the cast members are like trying to comfort each other and yeah, and, and that kind of sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, just an intelligence check. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So you, you're sort of stood there, kind of looking around, like you say, kind of keeping an eye on the on the the cast and crew as they there and it, it kind of strikes you uh, just at that moment as Alistair seems to be sort of making his way back down you suddenly notice that there's no sign of the guy who played Caliban pretty much everybody else is on the stage interesting now that could mean he's a jerk as an actor and doesn't <laughs> want to mix with the riffraff or it could mean that he's maybe murdered him in the night who knows <laughs> yeah, bear in mind he was on stage let's say 20 minutes oh, yeah, previously yeah. yeah realizing that i think she's good she's good like wait she's constantly waving people over like <laughs> discreetly just get over here yeah i've had a brainwave brainwave where is caliber where is the actor that played caliber actually that's a fair point I've just noticed he's missing. He's not here. Everybody else, more or less, the entire crew is here. Except for morning, him. Except for him. Now, I, he could be have a massive ego. We we actors do, but and not wish to grieve publicly. But it is odd that he's gone. Yes. And another thing I found out. I'm just going to explain. I'm just going to. Yeah, have, have her explain the door. Tell me, the... do. So when I came in that day, the door was open. So either it, it was left open during the night, or someone came in earlier in the day. I had an odd feeling when I was there that day. How odd? I almost felt like there was something above me moving around 
you definitely heard signs of movement when you yeah. were yeah yeah I I heard something moving. I don't know what it was, but I didn't. Really, I thought it was maybe one of the casts, so I left. Potentially, that was who or whatever killed James. I've just been up to the gantry, and there's dried blood up there. And working backwards through the course of events, maybe something was going on that day you arrived at the theatre on your own. Oh, make a preserve me. Angels and ministers of grace defend us. We should probably find Bernard and let him know what we've discovered. Yes, I I think I may have distressed him much by mentioning the lack of fresh blood. He did I look, did He did yes. look shaken, yes. But we can't leave him alone for too long, I don't think. No. Come on, let's go let's find go him. Find Okay. So with that, we've kind of... Stepping away from the stage and the scene. Heading away. Yeah, I, I, um, I give a slight wave to Abraham. He, give, he gives of, you a, a sort of reassuring... Like, not reassuring... He not, gives you a sort of like, okay, well, you... Yeah. you uh, be careful, boy. I sort of nod back at him, and then we head out to find Bernard. Okay. So the two of you, you very quickly find Bernard in, Barnard in, the, um, in the foyer. Stood back to the theatre, looking out um, out onto the road. Bernard, there you are. Startled, he kind of turns around and... Oh, uh, yes. yes. I'm awaiting the arrival of the police. They're on their way, then. Yes, uh, only at my request, mind you, that idiot in the ticket booth just sat there. Really? People flood out of this theatre, screaming, shouting, crying, and... Well, I suppose it is a small theatre. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd nodded off while the play was on. Bernard, are you alright? I'm... I'm... Not entirely, I must admit. Uh, These events are taking a toll on me. It's quite visible on your face, old chap. But, uh... Both Madame Sway and I have uh, some news... Some developments, if you will. I went up to the gantry and had a closer look around, took a lantern up there, and I found quite a, the uh, mass of dried dried blood up there, which makes, makes me think that uh, whatever happened to that boy did actually happen in the theatre rafters. Madam Sway? Yes. Um, the first day... The first full day we were here, I I came in through the door to deliver a, a letter of um, employment. I heard movement above me, thinking that it was... And I, I just thought it was possibly uh, one of the staff, so I left. But one of the, the actors said that they had a rehearsal the night the night before then. And he was the last... Put, he had to stay... He stayed behind. Poor lad stayed behind. But normally they lock the doors, and the door doesn't open until 9 or 10. Um, and the side door is normally open at 10. But when I arrived, it was well before 10, and it was still open. So it was either left open overnight, or someone came back in early morning. I believe he's right. I think he, it, he ha- it happened here. He was killed here, and he was hidden here until 
Oh. He fell? That's uh, not all, I'm afraid, Bernard. Everyone seemed to be up on the stage, the actors, the crew, the stagehands, except for one person. Whoever was playing Caliban didn't show his face after the body fell, and he seems to be nowhere else in the theatre. Seems suspicious. Did you, uh, did you ask the troupe what the name of this Caliban character was? Perhaps we could find his lodgings and track him down. Adam Swade? Yes, I'm sure we can find him in the... in the... Uh, uh, I'm imagining that there'll be a sign with all the actors on the in the inside of the the, the in the program the I mean yeah yeah was. in the program but the real answer is no you both walked away without asking <laughs> 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 but yes you, you can find out the name <laughs> I'm sure we can find it in the program um, did, did, did any of us buy a program on the way in or did we get one I thought we got one I, um, I don't think we specified but we can say there's one nobody in the ticket booth right now is there <laughs> the uh, no, oh, the, let's, no. Let's there's no one in the ticket booth right now. Um, can we spot if there's one lying on the ground? Uh, well, there's, yeah, there's one in the ticket booth. There's, there's, okay. there's a couple of them around. So I, I'll reach over and swipe a program. Mm-hmm. Flick through. Uh, cast page. Here we are. And I show it to the other two people. Um, the uh, yeah the the name listed for Caliban is uh, Timothy April. Oh, that's fancy. Timothy April. That's definitely a stage name. <laughs> I suggest we return to the theatre and uh, speak to the rest of the troupe about this Timothy April. Well, why why don't you, Alistair, um, inquire your friend? Be a little bit more discreet. They all they've all had a shock. That's a good point. They might, not, they might not remember things as que- clearly. No, that's yeah, perfectly right. I'll uh, I'll head back inside and uh, speak to Abraham again. I suppose if you two want to wait for the police, I'll come back soon. Yes, I suspect that's for the best. Uh, I, I have a feeling my appearance and demeanor right now would do no good in that room. Hmm. All right. Okay. So, so right. We'll, we'll, we will follow Alistair then. <clears throat> Indeed. Um, returning to the stage, yet yeah, people are sort of um, mostly still there. A couple of the, um, the people that seem to be in conversation. Again, you, you kind of pick up bits and pieces, but there's no, no nobody's really kind of nothing sinister, like plotting or like, oh, good, we got away with it or anything like that. They're just sort of a bit of kind of like, oh, well, what do we, what do we do now? Sort of thought, and you hear, you can hear the. Um, the ticket seller sort of explained to oh, I called the police. The, the bloke with the walking stick and the scarf over his face looked very angry at me when I told him I hadn't put... Yeah. And you just kind of catch that as you walk past. Yeah. Abraham is still sort of stood in one corner of the stage, kind of... Um, stroking his fake beard. Look, oh no, I was stroking my beard. Okay. <laughs> Looking pensive. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so yeah. I'll... Um, so he's on the left side of the stage? Yeah, sure. That's where the body went down, wasn't it? Sure. Okay. Right, so I uh, approach the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham. Ah, uh, boy. Can I have a word, please? Uh, of course, of course. So I gesture for him to come down from the stage, mm-hmm. off the steps. Me, my friends and I have been doing a little bit of uh, investigation. Yes, I saw. Yes. Uh, we think that uh, 
Whatever happened to James happened here in the theatre. And uh, we've got potential suspect in mind. Well, tell me, who, who do you think could have done such a thing? Well, I've got no concrete proof, but we couldn't help but notice that everyone from the cast and crew is here on the stage, except for the chap who was playing Caliban. Oh, Tim? Well, Timothy April, yes. Do you know much about him? He kind of looks around and says, oh, I've known Tim for years now. It's strange, but I don't know where he... Perhaps he ran to the dressing room. When was the last time you saw him before the body fell? Well, in the, in the interval, we were talking about how well our scene together went. Did he seem normal? Well, normal, normal as he ever does. In... In rehearsals... In, has he ever been... Or has he ever behaved oddly at all? Oh, I can't... Speak can't, for his personality. Can't say as... Uh, can't say as much as, um, much as he has, no. I mean, he's a bit intense, and this Rob is a brilliant actor. I mean, um, he kind of looks towards the body and he sort of cocks his head to one side and says, Well, I can't, can't say I'm too surprised that he, would, uh, he wouldn't want to be on the stage, though. A man can't stand the sight of blood. Hasn't the stomach for, for uh, mortality, then? Well, yeah, I fainted dead away once when we were performing Hamlet. His blood pack exploded unexpe <laughs> unexpectedly, and uh, dear, dear, dear fellow, we had to get some smelling salts to bring him round. Mm. Troubling. The dressing room, as you say. Last place you saw him. Well, no, I just mean that if you haven't seen him, he's, he's probably there, unless he's, right. yeah, unless he's left the theatre, but... Uh, I'm going to, uh, that's me thinking mm -hmm. what to do. Uh, Alistair looks a little bit, um, concerned at, uh, what he's been told. Mm -hmm. Um, but he still can't get it out of his head that that's the one person that isn't on the stage while all this is going on or nowhere to be seen anywhere in the theatre. Yeah. Right. Abraham, you stay here where, with the others. No, no, don't need to tell me twice. Why does everyone keep saying that? Um, I'm going to go to the dressing room. That's an old callback. <laughs> Stagehand. That was, was a long time ago. <laughs> galaxy far, far away. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Uh, yeah, so I give um, Abraham a, a reassuring pat on the shoulder and then mm -hmm. I head back up the stage and round couple of corners to the dressing room sure um yeah. now did he have his own dressing room or did, was it um, one big communal one there was kind of two communal ones there's one for uh the men and one for the ladies right so i'll try the men's one first yeah um doesn't oh, on first glance i won't make you roll for this doesn't appear to be anyone in here okay any lights on or anything uh there's some lanterns but they look like they've been burning a while right Okay. I shall back out. Mm-hmm. Knock on the door of the ladies. Okay. There's a there's a brief pause and then door opens and uh the a woman that you uh, you recognise was playing uh, Miranda in the play uh, opens the door. She looks tears streaking, you know, bit mm. distressed. Let's put it that way. Right. Hello. 
Hello. Um, sorry to trouble you. Um, I'm looking for um, Tim, Timothy April, who plays Caliban. Have you seen him? Uh, not, not since. Oh, well, not since we were on. Not since the, the play was still on. I mean, he's not in here. If that's what you're asking. Right. Do you know where he might have gone? Because he's not out there with everybody else. I don't, I don't know. I, I um. I, have, have they taken that body away yet? I'm, I don't. Not I, yet. The police are on their way. Oh well. He um. Uh, I. He's like me. I can't. I can't stand the sight of blood. I don't know where he. If he's not in the other dressing room, I. I couldn't say. Right. Okay. Sorry to disturb you. Thank you. You close the door, right? Yeah. Okay. Last resort. I'm going to go to Abraham's dressing room. Sure. Uh, the one he was in. And yeah, I yeah. spoke to him in previously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not, I go to knock on the door, but then decide just to open the door straight mm-hmm. away. Okay. So I open it. Yeah. There's lanterns burning in here, like the other one. It, it sort of appear, appears that there's not really any electric lighting in here. Mm. Um, again, doesn't immediately look like there's anybody in here. Damn. Can I hear anything? Out of the ordinary going on. Make a listen check for me. I don't think you're trained in it. No, it's 20%. 20%. Yeah, one in five chance of getting it. 52. 52. I mean, you can still... I mean, presuming you didn't close the door behind you, you can still hear sort of the sounds of people kind of talking on the stage. Mm. Um, some of the voices are a little heated, but no more than... It's, it, you know, it doesn't sound... It's not like yeah. the situation's escalated since you were in there. But no, nothing... Nothing at all. You got. You are caught by a breeze coming from the still ajar door. Okay. Alistair will back out of the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, Alistair will turn mm-hmm. and take another look at the door that's open. Sure. Walk cautiously towards the door. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be looking and listening as he approaches the open door and okay. gently opens it. Sure. Um, you can't hear anything as you approach. Uh, you find yourself in the alleyway that you saw in daytime. To your left, you can see the, the lights of the street, and to the right, the alleyway continues off into darkness. You you are still holding the lantern, I take it, from... Before. I've still got the lantern. Well, yeah. I put the lantern down on the stage when I came from the rafters, but okay. it's close enough that I've, I've I've grabbed it on the way through. Yeah, okay. Still burning. Um, okay, so I'm in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. I look down towards the streetlights, and then I look back towards the dark yeah. part of the alley. And um, I slowly raise the lantern in the left hand, whilst I reach under my coat for my revolver, which I do have with me. It's always on me. Taking a loaded gun to a theatre. <laughs> wow. What kind of party in, popper are you? Yeah. It works in America. To be fair, I think all of you brought guns to the theatre. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mine's in my yeah. purse. Mine's yeah. like stashed in my mine's, purse. Mine's in a holster. It's my father's... <laughs> Um, old rifle, uh, sorry, rifle, uh, revolver. You're the only one who brought like a full-on sniper. <laughs> 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 
fucking Good luck <laughs> trying to hide that. I'd need yeah. an aisle seat to just have it all the way down your trousers. Well, the inner pocket of my coat is actually a bag of holding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I pull out my father's old uh, service revolver. Mm-hmm. And uh, I cock the trigger to make sure... Well, cock the latch on it to make sure it's uh, ready. Yep. And I start shining the lantern towards the dark of the alley. Okay. And... Um, Slowly edging forwards sure. into it. Okay. Suspense. So, okay, so you creep forward up the alleyway and you reach the end of the building and you can see with the, the light of the moon and your lantern that the sort of at the back of the theatre is kind of series of sort of small kind of field sort of enclosures leading down towards the river. A little ways into the field, your lantern light just picks out the silhouette of what looks like somebody hunched over, kind of knelt down, facing away from you. About 20, 30 feet away from you, kind of in the... I mean, it's it's not really long grass, it's not mm. like... Um, you know, it's not up to high level, but it's sort of... No. It's it's not, you know, this isn't a cultivated sort of field. It's just kind of, there's long, there's kind of long grass there. Right, okay. So, I keep moving forwards slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring the revolver up to the point where I'm sort of aiming at this yeah. person. Um, can I hear them making any noise? Make a listen check for me. 41. 41. All you can hear is some sort of sounds of like heavy breathing with an occasional sort of slight kind of whimper. Probably the worst thing you can do in these situations, but uh, as I'm walking forward, I say, Hello? Who is that? The head kind of, you can see, sort of shakily turns to try and sort of try and kind of turn to look at you. And your lantern light, again, it's still a little way off and it, you know, it's it's not the, it's not like a full-on torch what you're holding. But it does look facially like it could be this Tim that you're looking for. He sort of seems to be clutching his hands at his, to his to his body, and he's knelt down, sort of facing again, facing away from you. Kind of thing. Um. Again, still moving closer, gradually. Hmm. Are you Timothy? Timothy April. He um. There's a there's a brief pause, and he you can hear him sort of let out kind of like a. It's like he's trying to speak, and he kind of sort of wide eyed. He looks very afraid. As you're kind, of, are you still heading sort of slowly towards yeah, him? I'm edging towards him. Yeah, you can pick out the look in his eyes as he's very afraid, and he sort of slowly kind of nods, and it's then you see a drip of blood come out the side of his mouth. Noticing this, um, I stop and uh, 
sort of, I look towards him, a little bit uh, taken back, and sort of say, what's happened to you? I've slightly lowered the gun mm-hmm. to not appear too threatening. He, again, eyes wide, sort of looks at you and goes, the, th- the thing from the harbour. And he sort of slumps over. Well, just off his knees onto the ground? Yeah. What? There you can see he's clutching, well, he's clutching his hands to his chest. The, he's sort of trying to hold in his guts, basically. Oh. Okay. Um, I, as Alistair, what thing? Timothy? And I get closer, I put the gun away. And I take a look at him, and I'm assuming he's dead. He doesn't look well. Put it that way, he's gone. He, well, he's still wearing stage makeup, so it's very tricky to tell what is him his, and what is not. Yeah. Right. Um, but even through it, you can see he's gone very, very pale. And can I get a listen check from you? So. 28. You're aiming for 20? Yes. Uh, I think so. With Yes, 20. Okay. As you're just kind of bending over him, you hear behind you the crunch of grass being stepped down onto. Slowly, I reach for the gun again. Okay. I haven't pulled it out completely. Mm-hmm. And then I turn, not fast, but kind of in a swift motion. All right. And hold the lantern up in front of me. About four feet away from you is something. It's about seven feet tall spindly kind of emaciated looking limbs but it's kind of tall and kind of gangly right Uh, hands ending in long kind of claw like protrusions which not unlike the claws that Tim was wearing as Caliban right except these are unmistakably you can see they are part of the hand the skin is kind of a um, a sort of sickly jaundiced sort of yellow kind of pallor to it the face as you look up is the strangest of all because it looks almost if it wasn't attached to such a odd kind of body almost looks like the face of kind of un- like not even weird proportion like the face of a a boy in his mid-teens but the eyes are jet black can I get a sanity roll from from you 77 okay you lose 8 sanity points and go temporarily insane 
Oh shit. So, so. <laughs> so I've gone from 64 down, how many did you say? Eight? Eight, I believe I said. Yeah. Hang on, to just... 56. You immediately get a bout of madness. You, your brain just struggles to comprehend. You've never seen anything like this. It's in your in your wildest imagination. Nothing quite like as sort of unnatural could have been behind any of this. Mm-hmm. You know, you thought it was a man before. You thought it was an animal. This is something else. So we're going to roll on the bouts of madness table. I rolled a oh, is a one. So you get amnesia as your brain struggles to comprehend it. Right. Um, the flavor text says the investigator has no memory of events that have taken place since they were last in a place of safety. Um, in real time, this lasts for one d ten rounds. But because you are on your own, I'm going to say that you faint as well. Okay. And I'm going to roll on this effects of it lasting. Right. To sort of see. Yeah. And the amnesia will last for eight hours. Ouch. So you hit the ground and you've, you're have you just out. Madam Sway and Barnard, what would you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Out of, out of character. I don't want to go outside, but in character, depending how, on how long he's been away, she wouldn't get worried until he'd be like a good like 10, 15 minutes after the time. Yeah. So I think f- until it gets to that point where she's, they've noticed that he's, he's not came back. She'd probably just have a look around. Hmm. Well, we left you two in the lobby of the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so operating under the, your character's assumption that nothing is wrong for now. Um, after about five 10 minutes or so a uh, car pulls up and uh, three men get out one of them you recognise as the police constable that you spoke to previously another man is also in a um, policeman's outfit and another one is I mean we can say in shorthand he's dressed more like a detective Mm. if that makes sense and um, they, they kind of bustle up to the building quite quickly Okay, upon seeing their arrival then, uh, Bonnard's going to immediately kind of accost the one that he recognised, say, shout to him, say, You, you there! I, we met the other day at the church. That's right, uh, yeah. So, uh, I've been witness to the events of this evening. It's quite the gruesome scene inside, once again. Um, who are these uh, other gentlemen you've arrived with? Well, I don't know how it's, uh, it's, it's uh, really... Uh... Your uh, your purview as to who I'm with, but this is uh, Constable Collins and uh, Detective Inspector uh, uh, Savage. It is our concern when there are people being murdered, bodies l- falling into the crowd, and people going missing. Murdered? So, uh, oh no! Well, let's see. Not another one. Well, it's you again, isn't how it? How many does that? Yeah. How many does that make now? Well, I shouldn't. I, well, I mean, that comes to the, the detective cuts in at this point. Says we we can't discuss ongoing investigations, Miss. If you she's just going to stare at him with her pointed look that she's not going away without an answer. 
Can I take your name, miss? Madame Sway. Madame Sway. Okay. He pulls out a, a notepad and writes that down. If you mind stepping aside, we need to inspect the crime scene. I take it you're in charge here, then? That's right. And you? What's your name, sir? The name is Hardcastle. Barnard Hardcastle. He, he writes that down as well. So, well, Mr. Hardcastle, thank you very much for your time. I think uh, I think we'd be most uh, better served if uh, you and any other um, civilians uh, could please clear the area. We're witnesses to the crime, you fool. Yes, we saw it happen. You saw the crime happen? Well, at least the, the arrival of the body. Yes, it was dumped right on a... Put on stage. Yeah, well, very well. Constable Collins will take your statement. Uh, excuse me, I'll be inside. And him and um, the uh, the constable from the other day go inside the theatre. The, the third constable um, stays with you. He looks a little bit sort of a uh, little bit younger, and he gets out a, a notebook. And says, right, if you could. Uh, Explain to me what exactly occurred within. That would be quite helpful, please, madam and mister. Well, we were watching the Tempest, and uh, a body fell from the rafters. Not sure it was... Was it not part of the play? No! What kind of fool are you asking that? Have you ever seen the Tempest? No, sir. I'm afraid I don't much go in for theatre, musical or otherwise. Well, then you should educate yourself, young man. A man's entitled to his own hobbies, madam. More of a billiards player myself. No. But, um. No. No, a body falling in the next act after the interval is not something that is usually in the Tempest. Alright, I had to ask, I had to ask. Um. So, were you on stage at the time, or was this. We were in the audience. The audience, okay. And, um. Do you know the gentleman in question, or lady in question? Do you know the deceased at all? The deceased is a young boy, as far as I believe, and he's one of the stagehands of the production. Oh, so you do know him? Ah, uh, not personally. Not on name basis. We just know of him. Know of him. Well, okay then. Uh, he's writing all this down as he goes. And so he fell from the stage, and what happened next? He didn't fall. Uh, did he fall? Well, it wasn't pushed, was it? It was dead upon impact already. The man, the, the boy's body was mutilated. Mutilated? His part of his stomach is missing. Well, part of his side, at least. Oh, that's... That's uh, a grotesque scene, quite the panic. Hmm. And, uh, okay, so why did you not flee with the, um, what I presume the rest of the audience? It sounds mighty, mightily quiet in there. Well, at first I thought it was some accident. And I, I'm an actress, I've worked on stage, I thought I could be of some help, so I had started guiding people to the exits. Glowering at this man, Bonard says, some of us are made of sterner stuff than all that. I don't know quite what you're implying, sir, but some of us have been known to act quite well in a crisis. Just because I was not here does not mean I would have fleed myself. I'm sorry, young man. I'm I'm rather shaken by events, and you seem to be taking this quite lightly. Perhaps you should have a look inside that room and gather the uh, the gravity of this situation. Yes, why don't you go and judge for yourself the horror that's in there? Yes, there's good reason to react strongly here. Yes, well, I'm sure I will find out soon enough. Uh, 
Very well then, I believe the detective inspector has your names. If I could just get a contact address so we may uh, be in touch if we have any further questions for you. We're at the boarding house, aren't we? Yes. Mrs. Kendall's boarding house? Yes, that's, that's the, one. the one. Oh yeah, yeah, we know it well. Um, Alright then, we'll be in touch if we need anything else from either of you, but for now it would be best if the pair of you were to leave the premises, uh, leave this investigation to the professionals. Are you serious? Our friend, is, we're going to wait here for our friend. We're waiting for our companion, he's he's off talking to one of the actors, he'll be back in a few moments. Well, you, you can wait outside for him, please. Turning towards Madame Sway, Bonad's kind of reading the situation, says, Clearly we're no longer welcome in the building here, now that the authorities have turned up. Uh, I suppose we should take a step outside. What do you think? It seems that they're utterly incompetent. Mm, or, is it they've, or is it they're just out of the depth? I don't know, but we should wait for Alistair at least. I can still hear you. Yeah, she called you incompetent. What's of it? Well, you, you know what? You know what? Sway's just going to turn around and stick her tongue out at him. Just be like, "Well, you ought to be careful, madam. I'm an officer of the law." Oh, and, uh, I suppose and, you're going to arrest me for sticking my tongue out at you. I suppose. Oh, Bernard kind of like puffs up his chest a little bit and kind of steps into the middle of it and says, "You're going to arrest a young lady for uh, bad mouthing you. What kind of authority is it that you wield?" Uh, the authority Bernard, of the crown. Bernard. Bernard, Bernard, no, 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 no. Yes. Don't, don't, don't trial yourself on my account. You, you've had a stressful evening. Let's, quite, let's quite. Let's, let's adjourn to the, uh, the outside. Have, perhaps have another little nip each. Indeed. Illegal to drink on the streets. Just saying. <laughs> 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 Sorry, no, I, could we, just, I could just, I could just imagine the two of them just like looking at, looking just, at him through the window and just sticking their tongues at him like children. Battle of wills. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, we would say he didn't hear you on that one. So I was just making fun. <laughs> I, I was happy to have my grumble be canon. <laughs> <laughs> grumble and then wander outside and <laughs> yeah, stare through the window and both pull out a little flask and have a little sip in front of him like. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> he does, he does the, yeah, he does the whole Lead Robert up. De Niro and meet the parents, like, kind of two fingers to the eyes thing. <laughs> okay, so we'll say then that the two of you uh, make your way out front, and you are there um, for about another 15 minutes, and it becomes kind of... You, you, you start to worry about where Alistair may be. Actually, you know, where, where Alistair may be. Sort of, you seem to realise that if he was just going to go talk to an actor or ask Abraham, mm. you would have seen him by now. He would have came out the front, surely. One would have thought. And he knows we're waiting for him. Yes, he's. Surely he would. He wouldn't have. Um. Unless he's found something interesting, and he's followed it. It's the only assumption I can make, unless. On or he's been detained somehow, but police would have thrown him out like they threw us out. Yes, he's not one of the troop. He's he's a civilian like you or I. 
their attitude, I, yes, there's no doubt that they would have thrown him out. Perhaps we should, uh... Hmm. Perhaps we should look around the side of the building and check. I mean, that door could still be open. Perhaps we can catch a little glance in through there. We'll have a little listen, see if he's maybe still inside if they've left it open. Oh, I did notice it was a jar earlier. I completely forgot. Yes, let's do that then. Though, so, we'll take it easy. We don't want to keep an ear out and keep an eye out. Yes, we certainly don't want to be caught by that uh, member of the constabulary again. He seemed like he was quite done with us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll wander around to the side of the building and uh, make our way to that. Yeah. Okay, so the two of you walk into the alleyway and you make it down uh, to the, the stage door, which you do see is still kind of ajar. Uh, but, Barnard, you notice, um, having stuck your head out here previously, uh, that what once was just darkness further up the alleyway, that you can see a sort of slight light glow up that way. like Almost like a lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything immediately audible coming from inside of the theatre right now, now that we're close to the door? Yeah, you can hear voices from inside. Um, you can hear the, uh, the detective inspector um, in... So you were all off to the side of the stage when the body fell, is that right? And here, sort of a grumbled chorus of, yes, 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 I was, and, you know. And uh, all of you knew the deceased quite well, is that, you know, it's sort of, they're asking basic questions and getting basic answers, essentially. Um, And none of you saw the the, uh, deceased... uh, Alive within the last twenty-four hours. Well, no, you know, and it's kind of yeah, it's going on like that, basically. Okay, noting that, then turn to sway and say, "It sounds like he's just questioning the uh, the troop themselves right now, which perhaps precludes Alistair's involvement." But down the alley there, down deep into the uh, past that little spot of darkness, there's uh, a light that wasn't there previously. I, I feel like we should have a quick, quick look down there. Is it moving or is it stationary? Stationary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because obviously it's the candle from. No, but because we was doing that. In oh, sorry. I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it seems like it's uh, it's it's rather I don't know static. I can't see any sense of movement further ahead, which is odd, odd. given it was pitch black previously. It is very strange. That's... Maybe. Oh, I hope... Yes, let's go check it out. Um, Leading the way, then, Barnard's going to kind of... Yeah, we'll head down the way and out towards that spot. Yeah, okay. So the two of you um, find yourselves at the back of the building. It's kind of previously described sort of wide open space leading down to the river. Um, There's a bit of moonlight. And you can see as you approach um, a lantern is in the middle of the middle of the field uh, and next to it there is an unmoving body oh heavens quickly we should check and well, that kind of picks up the pace a little bit mm-hmm. and, okay uh, sweep yeah. all those okay so picking up the pace um, you, you kind of rush to the scene in the middle of the field 
and you can see splayed out on the ground, uh, covered with a sort of a sort of sheen of, of sweat, but still clearly breathing next to the lantern with a gun loosely in his hand passed out is Alistair yeah, upon seeing him immediately uh, I'm reaching into my jacket and grabbing my pistol cocking the hammer and uh, looking around in every direction to see if like, is there any indication of movement nearby is there something that would be the cause of Alistair being laid out on the ground like that on the ground next to Alistair um, although cursory glance it doesn't appear to be from him is a large amount of blood and you know what make an intelligence check for me either one of you can do this if you like um, 23 I oh, think I that, passed mine that's 23 probably, yeah that's uh, flying colours yeah okay so yeah there, there's a large amount of blood it looks fairly fresh and a sort of a kind of trail of kind of crushed down grass leading down towards the river it almost looks like something was dragged away seeing that shout out Alistair good god man are you okay you are fairly I mean you, you fainted dead away yeah um, is it is it going to take a dramatic slap <laughs> it might do <laughs> she'll try she'll try to like rouse him so we would probably bend down and try and rouse him gently to start with so sort of a light kind much. of tap on the side of the face yeah. getting harder as, yeah. yeah yeah and then going for the full whack if that didn't work wake up yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah you you've you come to consciousness getting slapped in the face by madam sway yeah but i'm mad at this point yeah so alistair's eyes kind of shoot open at this um final large slap and he sits upright his eyes are kind of wide and staring and for a few seconds you're just kind of looking around you like you have no idea how you got here what's happening or anything the last thing you remember you were getting set to go out to the theatre Alistair you're alright sit sit for a minute get your bearings yeah yes where are we what is oh good grief Oh, we're supposed to be going to the theatre, aren't we? We've... She's going to look at Bernard. We've been to the theatre. Have we? Raises an eyebrow quizzically. As if to say, yes, this is odd. (laughs) We've we've already seen... What do you mean you don't remember? I... I don't... I don't, honestly don't know what's going on. Uh, oh, God. Realising that Alistair is incredibly adult right now, and recognising that we're stood in the middle of a field with pretty bad lighting conditions and blood all over the floor, uh, Bynum's going to turn to Sway and say, I, I suspect we should get the hell out of here. This does not seem like a safe space right now. No. Um, Quickly, yeah, grab, grab him under one arm and I'll grab the other and let's get him to those police officers. Yes. Let's get away from this. They can come and investigate this part. <laughs> so we uh, <laughs> haul him up. Okay, yeah. On, uh, like, across our shoulders, as it were. So yeah, one on either side. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. 
Um, the two of you awkwardly lift Alistair. He's a little bit taller, I think, than um, well, than, than both of you. Um, I mean, you, you, you're sort of you're as, as Barnard said, you're quite addled, but you're you're able to kind of get yourself back to your feet. But you, you know, they they are kind of supporting you a bit. And the three of you make your way out of the field. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Our next story episode, episode 50, uh, continuing where we left off today, will be available as usual in two weeks' time uh, on Thursday the 9th of May. Uh, So we hope you'll all tune back in for that. Uh, We we may also be back with a bonus episode next week, uh, Thursday the 2nd of May, uh, so keep an eye on our social media feeds for news of that. In the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we're at PretendWithDice. You can also email Email us at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners. Plus, we'd really love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So, for now, that's our show. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bye.